Hello, and welcome to the Bregman Leadership Podcast. I'm Peter Bregman, and I believe that the best leaders don't try to do it alone. As the CEO of Bregman Partners, my mission for over 30 years and the mission of this podcast is to help successful people like you close your leadership gaps, grow as leaders, and inspire your team, inspire all the people around you to get great results. Here with me today is Carol Dweck. She is the writer of Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential. It is a delight for me to have uh, Professor Dweck on with us today. She is a professor of psychology at Stanford University, but mostly what I want to say is she wrote this book that changed the way... I view learning and the way uh, I look at and categorize people in terms of their ability and willingness to engage in difficult tasks and fulfill them and where they might get stuck. I adore this book, and it is such a treat for me to have Carol with us here today. Carol, welcome to the Bregman Leadership Podcast. Thank you. So Carol, share with us, if you would, the big idea of Mindsets. The big idea is that we have these basic beliefs that guide us through our worlds that uh, may prevent us from taking on challenges, may make us shrink back when we make a mistake, and may cut us off to all kinds of learning, preventing us from fulfilling our potential. So, so describe this, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. In a fixed mindset, you think your basic abilities and talents are just these fixed traits. You have a certain amount, and that's it. When you have this fixed mindset, you worry. What's my amount? How much do I have? Will I look smart if I do this? Will I uh, look untalented if I do that? And you're always presenting yourself instead of going for it and learning and making things happen. But when you have a growth mindset, you believe that your basic talents and abilities can be developed through hard work, good strategies, input and mentoring from others. You take on a challenge because it's all about learning and getting smarter, not about protecting your image. When you're struggling or you get stuck, well, that's a natural part of learning. And over time in our research, we find that people who have more of this growth mindset go farther. So it's this great description. And either I think I've either I think what I have is all I've got, and then I better prove to you that I'm pretty good, or I believe that I can grow it and then I really want to learn and I'm not so worried about what I look like. Yes. Great. So I have a couple of questions around this now. So I put a huge amount of effort into growth and learning and development. I love it. It's really, really important to me. And yet I have to admit that I really love it when people acknowledge me and make me feel great and make me feel like I, you know, know a lot and I feel like I'm sort of in between both, meaning I, I, I have very curious and I love to learn and explore and I'm not afraid of that. And yet I do have some insecurity about, you know, how good I am because I really love it when people acknowledge that. Help me understand where I am in the mindset continuum. Absolutely. Everybody loves both. Um, everybody likes to have their accomplishments and their growth acknowledged and validated. But when it's acknowledged and validated, you can think, my 
hard work and my good strategies and my help seeking, it it all paid off. I have grown. I, I am better than I was before. And people are recognizing this. Or in a more fixed mindset way, you can say, well, it's fixed and I have it. They're telling me it's fixed and I have it. So you can appreciate that input in more of a growth mindset way as an acknowledgement of your accomplishments or in a more fixed mindset way as a validation of some innate and fixed ability. It seems like a fixed mindset requires a healthy ego, meaning I need to be confident. And if I'm confident, then I'm not worried about exposing a weakness or a vulnerability and I can engage in the learning, whereas a fixed mindset might really be bred from some insecurity and kind of proving that I'm smart instead of learning. How do we build that confidence? And am I thinking about this correctly? Um, In a growth mindset, you don't need as much confidence. You don't have to think, I'm already smart and talented. I'm king or queen of the hill. You um, just have the confidence that you can get better and better and better as you learn. In a fixed mindset, actually, um, you're vulnerable because no matter how confident you are at any given time, the next person who looks smarter than you is threatening. The next task that you might not be able to do is threatening. If I, if I have this growth mindset and I'm willing to keep trying and keep learning and keep growing, then it seems like the highest risk for me is not putting effort into something. The, high, yeah. the highest risk, meaning it's a risk for me not to put effort into something because then I won't learn and I won't grow and I won't kind of increase my capacity to act in the world. Whereas with a fixed mindset... Um, putting a high effort into something is actually a risk in and of itself because it may not amount to something and then I may prove that I'm not as smart as I want to be and so I better not try. Exactly. So in a growth mindset, the highest risk is stagnation. The highest fear is that you'll look back at the end and think, I could have done this, I could have tried that, I could have been Yo-Yo Ma or Picasso, but I didn't go for it. Whereas in a fixed mindset, the risk is trying and failing, that somehow you're unmasked to yourself and others as an imposter or not the person you hoped you were. So I see this all the time, right? And I, <laughs> I and I, as I'm sure you do, and I run a leadership intensive, a leadership program. And one of the key things we do in the leadership program is actually kind of be ourselves, right? We remove the mask and we expose vulnerabilities. And when we do that, we expose our strength, right? We find our strength (laughs) and our vulnerability. The, The convincing of somebody to be vulnerable, especially in the leadership role, is often for them a challenge at the beginning, meaning yeah. they, they feel like their strength comes in their mask and in their invulnerability versus yeah. their vulnerability. In your experience, how do you how do you help people see the power they have in their vulnerability? Well, let me just first uh, really echo and confirm what you're saying, that in a way, the fixed mindset is this mask of, talent and ability and that every day you're demonstrating it and getting feedback and at the end of the day you can 
bask in the validation you've gotten. And that feels like strength. In a growth mindset, you have to kind of trust that there's something within you that will learn and grow and um, uh, reveal skills that you didn't even know you had. And along these lines, I just like to tell my own story that um, when I had more of a fixed mindset, I thought I had to look smart all the time. I thought that was my claim to fame. And that's why I was admired. And that's why I felt good about myself. It was frightening to give that up, to think I'm kind of this ordinary person and that what I accomplish, I'm going to do through incredible passion and dedication. It was very scary to give that up. But by giving it up, eventually it unleashed this passion, creativity, this excitement about what I'm doing that led me to take take on projects I might not have considered, take on risks and really become in many ways a much smarter person than I was before. It's interesting. You know, people talk about being motivated by fear or by achievement or by love, right? I mean, fear and love is two of the things that they often talk about. But as you're describing this fixed and growth mindset, and we're talking about it, it really made me think, you know, the fixed mindset is you're really motivated by fear. You're motivated by like fear of exposure or fear of, you know, being faced with a mirror you don't want to see. And the growth mindset is driven by kind of curiosity and love and drive that, you know, and in in both cases, you're running as fast as you can in some ways, but one, you're running because you're excited about what you're running towards. And then the other one, you're running away from something that you're afraid, you know, might catch up to you. Yes, that's a great way to say it. There's a lot of fear in the fixed mindset, uh, fear of, the, of taking risks, fear of mistakes, fear of failures, fear of other people who may be smarter than you and may take your place on the throne. So how, how I'm going to ask the question maybe in a slightly different way too, and maybe, it's, maybe you could use yourself as the example because you made the switch from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And it's hard because of that fear. It's scary. It's scary mm-hmm. to kind of say, you know, I'm going to take this risk. Yeah. And I mean, I've never seen someone take the risk and have it not pay off. That's the amazing yes. thing. I've never seen them take the risk and have it not pay off. And yet it's very scary to take that risk. Yes. So how do you help someone over the, over the, you know, over the cliff? First, we've been talking about, um, the idea that someone is a fixed or a growth mindset person. And I really want to clarify, we are all a mixture. Mm. We are all a mixture. Um, Sometimes we're in more of a growth mindset and sometimes we, something triggers us into a fixed mindset. It could be something really hard. We're not sure we can do. It could be some criticism or setback that we weren't expecting, or it could be someone intimidating or threatening. Now, the path, the journey to a growth mindset starts with recognizing those triggers. Just observe yourself in the normal course of events. 
when is it that that fixed mindset persona pops up? Just watch for it and listen to what it says. Does it say you better not go there? You might fail. People will see it. People will judge. You won't be able to think of yourself the same way anymore. Does it pop up when you're criticized? Does it pop up when someone seems better than you are at something you value? When does it pop up? Do you find yourself judging other people? That's also a fixed mindset. They have fixed traits and I'm going to judge them. So just observe, when does this persona show up? What does this persona say to you? What does it, how does it make you feel? What does it make you want to do? And just notice, don't even, don't judge it, just accept it and notice for some weeks how it is limiting you and how it's getting in the way of your relationships with other people. That goes a long way to convincing you it's not your friend. <laughs> That's great. And I love, I love what you just said here, Carol, which is, you know, there's an outcome that we're looking for, right? We're looking almost always to be more connected to people, not less. So when I'm standing here and trying to make myself look smart to you, it's because I want you to like me. I want you to appreciate me. And so to be able to test our actions against their impact, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to hold myself up and show you how smart I am, is that bringing me closer to you and you closer to me? Or is it creating a distance between us? Mm -hmm. And if it creates a distance between us, that probably makes me feel a little safe, but it also makes me feel a little lonely and a little detached. And, right. and from, you know, from the listeners of the podcast who are very focused on leadership, the question is, does it make me a more effective leader or a less effective leader? And the strength of my leadership comes from my ability to be connected to other people and have them connected to me. And then they'll want to kind of move with me in the direction I want to move them. And does that come by my showing them how smart I am? Or does it show by my, does that, you know, come from my being connected to them and what connects us more? And what you're saying very convincingly is that growth mindset, when I stop trying to prove how smart I am, and I'm just curious, and I learn with other people, that connects me. Exactly. And I was in a consulting session with some of my colleagues at a large bank, and these executives were talking about their fixed mindset personas and talking about how when I go into this persona, I treat people in a disdainful way. And then the colleague was saying, yes, and when you do that, I become like this, which further sabotages the relationship. It was actually thrilling to see how they had been able to identify the fixed mindset triggers, what this persona made them feel like and, and act like when it showed up, and how it actually sabotaged the smooth flowing of the work relationship. I love that, that, that it's kind of action-reaction. And and what, you know, if, if I show up a certain way, then you'll show up a certain way too. And if I'm showing up from fear and trying to prove myself, you'll probably get a little bit uh, reactive to that as well. Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking, because we're looking at each other over Skype here, and I was thinking about energy, you know, the energy you feel from somebody. And I'm going to allow myself to go here because, uh, you know, I know that you live in California, and so we can have a conversation <laughs> about energy. But, but, you know, the energy you feel from someone who, when they are accessing their growth mindset persona, 
you know, of curiosity and engagement is, is a very friendly, attractive, um, uh, beckoning one. It's one that invites dialogue and conversation and, and connection. And the, the mindset that, uh, when I have that persona of, I'm trying to prove how smart I am, that's actually an energy that sort of pushes people away. Yes. And I, I love the way you say that because the more growth mindset persona says, okay, here we are. Let's put our heads together. Let's let our ideas interact with each other. And let's see where we go with it. You know, the language of the growth mindset seems to be we versus the language of a fixed mindset, which seems to be I. Yes. That's interesting. Exactly. One of the things that you write in the book, Carol, is that praising kids' abilities actually lowered their growth mindset. That that if I if I read that correctly, that when you're praising them, that um, they they started to act more from their fixed mindset persona. Is that right? Yes, it is right, and we replicated this many times. So when you focus on someone's ability. Um, Yes, if you focus on someone's ability, praising their ability, it communicates, it's fixed, and you have it, that's what I value in you, and then that's the name of the game, so that person thinks, whoa, that's the coin of the realm, I'd better act smart at all times and at all costs, and never show myself up, so we find that Kids don't want challenge anymore, get really frustrated and disorganized when they hit obstacles and even lie about their performance to preserve their image. Wow. And I can imagine that that would be the same results for employees in an organization, you know, and managers doing it. Yes. What could we do as managers, as leaders to bring out people's growth mindset more so than their fixed mindset? Yes, let me mention that we have done work in organizations and shown that when uh, employees perceive their overall organization to be valuing talent above all else, um, the general employees feel less empowered, less committed. They feel the company is less innovative, less supportive of creativity, collaboration. Um, so what can a company do to make people feel that it is more in a growth mindset? And first, when you look at companies that really embody the growth mindset, you see that everybody in the company feels that the company cares about them and is interested in their development. When I walk into a, a growth mindset company, the security guards and the doormen, you could see they own the place. They sign up for projects. Um, so a company that creates programs for people to rise within the organization, interdisciplinary projects that give people a chance to reach across areas, uh, appreciation for um, uh, taking risks. And, you know, so some companies talk about valuing innovation, but if it doesn't work out, someone gets the ax. But a company that says, what have we learned from this? How are we better off going forward is really putting its money where its mouth is. 
that's a company that values innovation. And more often than not, that fail that failed attempt leads to something really valuable in the future. You know, I read many years ago, Robert Rubin, who was the Treasury Secretary under Clinton, his book, And he talked about something I believe a lot in, which is probability theory. In fact, Philip Tetlock and I, I don't know if you know Phil. Sure. But so Phil Tetlock and I were in this podcast and we were talking about um, the super forecasters, right? And and how, you know, probability, how you make decisions or you make predictions based on the probability. And your decisions could be right and your prediction could be wrong because you're playing the probability. So if you if it's a 60% probability that your actions are going to work, that's still the right decision to make, even if the 40% won. And that seems to be the growth mindset, that thinking of, you know, am I – if I reward the good thinking and the process that goes in without without having to, you know – really focus so much on the success or the failure, on average, over time, the successes will win if I'm making the right kinds of decisions and following the right kinds of processes. Exactly. And sometimes people think, oh, growth mindset isn't looking at the bottom line. But whether you're talking about um, school or companies, if you engage in that process effectively, it will feed the bottom line over time. I love when these things come together. If you put growth mindset, you know, your work and Phil's work together and you begin to look at it, you know, a really great way to promote growth mindset in organizations is to focus on the right process of thinking and reward that in a sense. Yes. And and that that kind of moves you forward. That yes. moves the organization forward. Carol, we are out of time. It is such a pleasure talking to you, even more so than than uh, than reading your book. And that was such a huge pleasure. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insight with us and with the listeners. The book, folks, is Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential. Carol Dweck, she's an awesome person and a wonderful writer and very, very much worth reading the book. Carol, thank you so much for being on the Bregman Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for listening. Here's what I've learned from working with some of the most successful leaders of the most successful companies. Every leader, every team, and every organization has a leadership gap. If you want to become a leader who inspires your team to get things done, then you've got to start by raising the level of your leadership abilities. You can start by taking our free leadership gap assessment at www.bregmanpartners.com forward slash quiz. Then dive deeper with a copy of my latest book, Leading with Emotional Courage. For more ways to become a truly great leader, check out our online offerings, in-person workshops and events, and my articles at www.bregmanpartners.com. Again, thanks so much for joining me today, and thanks to Claire Marshall for producing this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.